Episode 17, Can You Hear Me Now? Alright, sit back, relax, put the kids to bed, kiss your loved ones, good night. The 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast is about to begin. Alright, welcome to the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki G. I'm here to entertain, talk about, and delight you in all things off-road for the next 10 minutes or so. Why 10 minutes? Because that's how long it'll take for my microwave burrito to cool to the ultimate temperature where it's crispy on the outside and a nice mild temperature on the inside. Not the temperature that'll burn your tongue and scald your throat, but a nice consumable temperature. All right, last week we talked about uh, navigation and maps and we dabbled a little bit into communications. So this week I'd like to continue our discussion with communications. And we talked about how CB is dying and that's in my opinion, when I'm out on the trails, very few people nowadays go with CBs. I go, I started out with the Midland 75 seven seven eight five handheld cb which is a good cb but the range on it was about two jeeps ahead and two jeeps behind i couldn't tell what was going on because it was the the, the range on it was very minimal it's good in a pinch and it's not a bad cb to have but i quickly realized that i needed something with a little bit more power so I went with the Midland 75 A22 with a five, five foot, with a four foot fire stick. And that gives me pretty good range. And I'm, it, it works very well. Uh, compatible radio I was also looking at was the Cobra 75 WXST. Now these are both, uh, I guess you would call them micro radios or mini radios. It's the uh, radio is, is, contained in the mic it's they're very small perfect for fitting in vehicles that don't have much room if you have a lot of room to put a radio in i would get you know 40 dollar truck stop radio get one off you get a radio off of amazon you know 40 30 dollars brand new I, I would go that route if i had the room for them but being in my jeep it's kind of tight i go with micro radios now a lot of people don't use the CB as much. Like I say, I use mine, I think, so far once this year. Or not now, twice. Twice on a trail ride we used the CBs. So far, twice. What I've been using a lot is I have a handheld Bofang 5UR, which is a ham radio. So I need a ham license to use the full capabilities of it. Or I can get a GSMR license and just hit the GSMR frequencies legally, which I haven't even done that yet. I will say if you get the Bofang, you have to get the data cord for it so you can program it with a program called Chirp. I was lucky enough to have a friend of mine, Steve, had uh, the frequencies, GSMR frequencies loaded on a laptop and he just put them on my radio for me, which thank you, Steve. And it works great. And that's the majority of the time, that's what, that, that's what I've been using. And it is 5 watts, so it's limited range. But it's about a little bit better than the CB. But I'm thinking about getting a, a unit mounted in my Jeep like a CB, which is, the, I'm looking at the 
correct me if I could pronounce this wrong, but it's the Baojie B A O J I E J three eighteen, which looks pretty much like the Bofang radio, but just in like the traditional CB format, if you would call it. So it'll fit in my truck, and that has twenty five watts, which I figure will give me a little bit more range in case I'm ever stuck somewhere and I just need to get a signal out. And that's the main reason why I really want to carry a ham radio is in an emergency situation. And I tell you, I've been studying for the test to take my hand, to get my uh, ham license. I think it's the technician is the first, is the first level. And it is so dry and boring. I, I, I just can't, I don't do good in a classroom environment like that. So I've been, really been thinking about reaching out to the local ham radio club and seeing what they suggest and how, how, how to obtain my license a little bit easier. Let's see if they could recommend some online, even the online study guides I've come across have just been like, I start into it and I'm asleep in three minutes. So, but it's, it's, it looks like a fun hobby and people enjoy it. I'm not knocking it in any way. I just, the more and more I, I look into it, it's, it's, it's not for me. I'm even contemplating just uh, running without a license because I'm pretty sure there's going to be no FCC agent on the top of the mountain waiting for me to uh, talk to somebody. And I'd also like to point out, you can get a ham radio and you can listen to it all day long for free. No license required. And uh, you could even use it in an emergency situation without fear of repercussion or, you know, not breaking the law because you can do, you're allowed to do that. So I'm thinking about getting it anyhow, just for that situation and, and still try to work on my license, but I'm ready to, to, to run without a license. And uh, the GSMR portion, you don't have to take a test. You just pay the fee and I believe it's good for five years and it covers your family. I might be wrong on that. That's what I might might do just to stay legal. And I'm, I can guarantee you that if you talk to 100 people that are running GSMR radios, only a handful of them got the license. It's good to get. I would recommend getting the Bofang 5UR or one similar to that. They Bofang makes a radio like the 5UR that uh, charges through USB. So you just plug it right into a USB port and plug the plug it into the radio and you now the the five UR I have I have to charge the battery in a cradle which is just one more piece I have to carry on the trail can't remember the number of the radio I was looking at but it was like five dollars more than the than the five UR which only cost me like 23 bucks so for under 30 dollars 50 bucks it's a good radio to have the, the Bofang or, or something similar and if you're running with people that are that are running GSMR, you, you put in a frequency and you just sit on your dash and you can listen to uh, all the comments. The trail guide says this, you're listening to it, that's legal. Somebody two Jeeps back says, hey, I'm stuck, I need a spotter. You pull over, get out, that's legal. 
It's just as soon as you click that mic and say, hey, I'm on my way, you're breaking the law. And uh, let's face it, it's 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 a minimal law, I guess, if that's a if that's a word. I don't think you're going to go to jail over it. You'll get a fine. Maybe I'm assuming that if there is if if there just happens to be an FCC agent on a mountain somewhere within five miles from you and actually sees you click the mic. I don't even know how they could tell you click the mic and it gives you a fine. I, I think I would I would be very impressed and I would pay the fine. <laughs> but the chances of that happen is very minimal. I would say get a radio, see if you're going to use it. Reduce the amount of talking you do on it so you're not breaking the law as much. And uh, decide for yourself whether it's worth uh, getting a license for. I, I talk on GSMR. I, I go on maybe a dozen trail rides a year with with a, with a large group of people or with a group of people that I actually need need GSMR with or need a radio. And so for that dozen times a year, maybe, I, I don't think it'll pay for me to pay for a license. And I'm probably talking about maybe five sentences a trip. It's sometimes... Sometimes we do a lot of chitter chatter and banter, and and that, and that that's a lot of fun. That's part of it too. But sometimes I'm just kind of quiet and into it and enjoying it. I'm curious to hear what you guys run. Uh, how many people still use CBs? Uh, it's I keep my CB in my glove box. I don't like it sitting out because it's only about the size of a softball. So I'll pull it out and plug it in whenever uh, I'm driving down the road and traffic backs up. Plug it in. And you can hear the truckers talking about what's going on. Truckers still use CB and uh, stay on Channel 19 a lot. I'm wondering, do truckers use GSMR? I've never really heard that. And there's so many GSMR frequencies. How do they, is there a common one that they all kind of tune to? I don't know. That's, that might be, an, that might be another topic for another day. Let me know what you guys run. I'm curious to hear. And if I ever get a chance to get out and talk to everybody. I will. That's one of my questions is, what are you doing for communications? All right. So that's about all the time I have for tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can catch the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Podbean. Yeah, I know, man. That's a real thing. Have you guys checked it out? It's, it's not as bad as it sounds. YouTube seems to be the most popular way that people listen watch this this podcast i appreciate it any way you listen to it is is always great you can contact me you can direct message us through our facebook page at 10 minute off-road podcast on twitter which seems to be dying out a little bit at 10 minute off-road podcast and also the gram 10 minute off-road podcast or you could email us at one zero minute off road at gmail.com and you know i haven't checked that email in a long time but last time i checked it i was getting a uh, pretty good offer from the prince of nigeria he seems to be having some financial difficulty that only we at the 10 minute off road podcast can help and you know when somebody asks for help you got to help out plus he seems like a pretty cool dude and he's also worried that my car warranty might expire. You can leave a comment on the YouTube channel uh, that, that seems 
YouTube seems to be the most popular way to interact with people. That through Facebook and then also through my lawyers. That was a joke that went horribly wrong just now. Sorry. All right. So thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Nikki G saying, wheel what you got and be happy.